Hi, folks. Sorry for the interruption. We just wanted to tell you a new way that you can reach us. If you're in the U.S., you can simply call 706-873-1656. Leave us a message. And if you're using the Anchor app, which you can find in Google's and Apple's App Store, they have a really convenient way to leave us a message. Find Parkinson's and me. When you do find that, tap on the podcast. Along the top right, you'll see voice message. Tap that, record, and it will send it to us. We have our email address. We'll include that within the podcast. So you'll hear Brian and I give that information out. And now... Episode 3. Hi, this is Daniel, and welcome to episode 3 of Parkinson's and Me. This episode, I'm, I'm going to name it Telling People You Know. It's a difficult topic to cover, but it's a difficult disease. So in this episode, uh, we're going to talk about how do you tell the people that you know? What are some strategies that you can do? What are some ways that you can promote better communication? But fortunately, I am not alone again on this episode. I have Brian with me. Brian, how are you doing? Doing well, Daniel. Thanks again for inviting me back and looking forward to getting in this topic because it's something that I can add some insight into as we uh, talk more about Parkinson's in general, and your particular journey. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about the format of this podcast. Uh, Daniel, this show is called Parkinson's and Me. Is this show mainly going to be focused in checking in with you and how you're doing on your Parkinson's journey? Yeah, as listeners of episode two will attest to, I, I introduced the episode with the preface of I'm having a hard time deciding which direction to go uh, with the podcast because maybe it's just it's just me feeling uncomfortable talking about these issues because goes back to it is an uncomfortable uh, topic but for me listening to it myself I'm like man I just it sounds so depressing and I would like to make it uh, interesting to other listeners um, and I'm like man just me talking about me I don't know how interesting that is so that's why I'm debating between uh, like an episodic format uh, versus a series maybe have a series of 12. And then um, really polish those uh, episodes up and that'd be it. Or my wife was recommending that after I release some episodes um, more frequently at the beginning, then maybe do a monthly check-in. I just want to avoid a show that keeps talking about me every single episode, I guess. There's just a lot that happens before and after the diagnosis. But what's after that other than checking in? If I'm going to continue to keep going, I believe I need a theme. There's just many podcasts out there that I've listened to that are available that go into great detail about research or discussing and having medical experts and their advice. So I would love feedback at a Parkinson's and me podcast at gmail.com.
And if this is your first episode, welcome. And if you uh, listened to the previous episodes, welcome back. For those of us who uh, need a refresher or did not get to tune in on the last episode, uh, you talked about the process and the value that comes with accepting your diagnosis and grieving your journey of what lies ahead and kind of the shift that happens once this diagnosis has been made. And you took a lot of value from that. So if you didn't get a chance, listeners, to tune in, to hear that episode, episode two, we invite you to do so. But now that you have to share, now that you've accepted, now that you've been grieving, now you've got the difficult task of sharing with other people in your life. Not an easy task. And so, Daniel, we walk us through this process of who you decide to tell in your life and what was the process that you used to tell them. There has to be some level of acceptance for the person diagnosed to some degree to get to this decision. And it really is a big decision. And a caveat that this is my journey. I'm not telling those of you that this is a formula or this is how it works. It is a deeply personal decision. Or you may not have the option that the symptoms that you're experiencing they're forcing you to tell others before you would prefer. But for me, in my journey, I, I can relate by, for me, breaking up the types of people in my life. And I've broken this into three different types to help me better communicate this. And the first type was uh, those whom I love the, the deepest, the, the close friends and family. Uh, second is those that I'm close to or I interact with on a consistent basis. And the uh, third one is everyone else. And so for me, it was deciding, well, how do I tell? Well, do, do you want to tell? Of course you don't. Um, because telling hurts. It's actually, um, other than the initial diagnosis and, and the symptoms and the disease progression, uh, this so far for me has been the most difficult thing other than those that I've, I've had to do. Doesn't telling others also help you or force you to accept the reality of this diagnosis a little bit more? It does. But let's, let me go into an example of um, kind of how this plays out because it is so complicated. It's it's of course not something that you know you're you're just admitting or going. Hey, I'm getting older. It's it's hey, life is drastically changed. So for me, I'm just going to start in with those that I, I love the the most. My my family, which makes up uh, me, of course, <laughs> and uh, my wife and my son. So for my wife, she was there when the diagnosis was made. So she was right next to me when the neurologist came in and told me that I had Parkinson's disease. I didn't need to tell her. Um, she was there for the bomb drop. What was her reaction? Unbelief. I, I think very similar to, to my thought pattern was the denial that you gotta be kidding. Except for us, we were initially, I was initially diagnosed with corticobasal degeneration, which was a horrible diagnosis that meant that I had only a few years left to live. 
So upon getting the diagnosis of Parkinson's, at that time, it was much more of a relief of, oh gosh, well, I've got more time and this isn't going to be such a drastic uh, decrease. So it was a relief, but as it's been settling in, it's, um, it's been more sobering. Mm. But for my son, he's, he was 10 at the time, he's 11 now, is that, well, he's a kid and I, I don't want to tell him because he's going to worry and it's very difficult to explain. But he was noticing the symptoms. He was noticing my lack of ability to, to play catch. He was like, um, hey, Daddy, um, why are you having trouble catching the ball sometimes? She used to not have trouble with that. And just uh, my agitation, my irritation, and just more short-tempered. So I wanted to tell him, number one, because he was figuring it out anyways. Also, for me, it was important to when he heard your dad's got Parkinson's, that it wasn't from a stranger or somebody else other than me. Because I could just imagine him in a classroom with his friends and going, hey, uh, yeah, sorry about your dad having Parkinson's. And my son going, what? And then having to try to figure out what Parkinson's was. Yeah, how do you explain that to him? Because he's probably never even heard of it. Along with that, how much do I say? Right. How much do I tell him? How do I present it in a way that a 10-year-old can understand without scaring them or freaking them out, but also conveying the significance of the diagnosis? I had to answer the question of how could I keep the conversation open for future discussions? In our conversation, we sat down with him and I spoke with him and told him, you've definitely noticed a difference with there's been some differences with me. I want to tell you what is going on. I'm diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Let me tell you what that is. And I went into a very to-the-point summary of it means that my ability to control my body movement is going to slowly get worse. And then my ability to think as clearly is uh, going to... Uh, get worse as well. Of course, the the first uh, thing that you want to get out of the way is, no, son, I am not going to die by this. Uh, and the other thing to tell him was, it's not contagious. Uh, because that was very important. Because he was like, am I going to get this sickness? No. And I think I was successful in conveying to him the importance without without overdoing it, without going, well, son, this is all the things that are, are going to happen. At the end of the conversation, I just was like, hey, buddy, do you have any questions? He had a few questions, uh, the being contagious part, um, being a great one. And how is this going to affect things now? which I thought was a great question. Yeah. And just answering that for right now, it's really not going to change anything. However, if I if you notice that I'm I'm more irritated that I, I snap at you more quickly or uh, I'm forgetting things more, it's not you that it's the Parkinsons. Is this something that he still discusses with you or do you guys still discuss it together as the months have rolled on? We do a check-in. So I'll sit down with him 
and be like, hey, buddy, it's time for a check-in. This is what's going on if, and I'll give a few examples of some, some difficulties that I've had that he's been able to observe. Yeah, do you have any questions? And our last conversation was really uh, sweet because he was just looked really down and discouraged. And then he made the comment, he was like, I just hate Parkinson's. Hmm. And I thought that was very healthy. And I'm like, I do too, buddy. I really hate it. He was like, are you going to be okay? And I told him, yes that I'm not going anywhere. And something that I think I was listening to another podcast, they suggested to make sure that he knows that I love him and that that's never going to change. Keeping that love and him knowing that that's not going to change was very important. So it seems like there was a lot of value in just putting it out there in a language that he could understand and keeping the lines of communication open. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was and, and still is. Um, to be honest with him, this is my style. To be honest with him and go, sorry, I'm forgetting this or I'm not able to do this. It's just my, it's the Parkinson's is getting worse. Not shying away from that, but at the same time, acknowledging its presence. It's, it's very real and it's going to affect things in the future. But I'm curious because you're part of that close circle, Brian. I had to really think through how to tell you Mm. and how to present it. So to switch things to you, what was your reaction? What do you remember of how I told you and your reaction from it? Well, to let the listeners know to set it up, uh, you had phoned in, uh, called me. Uh, It was not in person. So we were just catching up, and then you hit me with the news. You had had some issues and some problems prior to this that I was inquiring about, and you were updating me with your medical visits and just hit me with the Parkinson's uh, news. And I was floored. I was stunned. I was shocked. And... I thought there was just no way. Remember having memories of you when you were a baby in this energetic, uh, happy uh, child that just had so much to give. Obviously, you still do. But just to have seen you in various stages, I had a hard time grasping that this was the actual diagnosis. And like many people probably thought that you got some bad information or no, it can't happen like that. Then you thought, well, it happened to Michael J. Fox. Younger people can get Parkinson's. And as the older brother, I was thinking, wait a minute, I don't recall Mm -hmm. this being in our family. It's not, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. So why is Mm -hmm. it happening to someone like yourself who has an awesome family, who's living their best life. And it just did not make any sense to me whatsoever. So it was, it was difficult to grasp um, you as the younger brother. And also, I didn't know a whole lot about Parkinson's. So that caused me a lot of concern and thinking of worst case scenarios. And you were very good at explaining the information and anticipating the questions that I had and framing it in a way that you had fully accepted uh, what had happened to you. Well, good. Huh? That's the first time I've actually 
inquired about that. So very um, thank you for sharing that because because I, I know that's hard. And I've, you, you expressed your surprise of, of going, wait, you're the younger brother. And um, Parkinson's doesn't have a prejudice that I, it will affect who it's going to affect. Since that conversation, I've definitely educated myself more into what Parkinson's is and the people with it because I realized how little I, I did know, even with Michael J. Fox spreading awareness uh, with his foundation, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about Parkinson's. So I'm just thankful that you did share that information with me and allowing me to uh, take part of uh, this journey with you. And your reaction and subsequent response to that uh, with you learning on your own about it has meant so much to me. And that sounds like that was a successful transition as as much as that can be any type of success of, of presenting that and telling you that. Uh, let me share with you a, a not so successful time when I did tell others. I wouldn't say not successful, but I have a close knit a group of friends that I've been very, have a deep relationship uh, with. These friends have been through so much with me and I've known them for 20 to 30 years. And we go on an annual guys trip and the guys trip was two weeks after I was diagnosed. So I knew I could not go through the weekend and fake my way through it. I was just grieving and retching from the news what I did was uh, waited the second night. We were all around a campfire and I was like, I'm going to present this in a way. I'm going to do this and this. And uh, I just broke telling them in a very raw, emotional state. I'm, I'm there crying and I'm asking them to make sure to take care of my, my wife and son. It really felt like I was saying a final farewell. And they were just shocked. All right. So you said take care of my wife and son. What does that mean? Because Parkinson's is not terminal. Where were you going with that? At the time, I, I still knew so little about uh, the diagnosis. That's that part of you that's um, questioning. How is this? How quickly is this going to affect me? There's not a proper outline or something to compare to. For me, it was asking them if I was if I was to lose my mental capacity, um, my physical capacity, if I was in a state that I could not take care of my wife and son, that they would step in and be there to assist my wife, help raise my son, because I didn't know. How long I had, it, it could be weeks, it could be months, it could be years. I just didn't know. Hmm. It was interesting and still interesting in my reaction is it was very important to me. And this was an overwhelming concern or uh, something that was there to protect me was I did not want to be pitied. Hmm. I did not want you or them to ask me, how are you doing? And it be this kind of a secret way to say, how bad is your disease? I am still here. I'm still present. And I don't want you to not come to me with your problems. I don't want you to erase me off the map. That I'm still here and I want to be a part of your life. And that means a, a two-way communication. Because here I am holding a trump card with Parkinson's. Well, most people that would come to me with the problem. 
I could pull out and say, hey, well, if you think that's bad, how about if you had Parkinson's? I mean, that's, that's terrible. And I wanted to make sure that was not the assumption, that wasn't the case. And it's still very important to me that I not be pitied. And moving on to the second group of people that, and I just put this as those that I'm close to or I react to on a, a consistent basis. So it's not in the inner, inner circle as much as it is those I still love and care about, but I don't interact on a daily basis. A great example of this was with um, my wife's family. Uh, I love my wife's uh, mother and father. They've been so gracious and kind to me, and I could not tell them. So my wife was the one that told them. I just, I didn't have it in me. And I remember after her parents, you know, were very supportive and and, and encouraging and making sure that, the, that I knew that they were still there, they requested that I tell the in-laws, uh, my wife's, brothers and i was just like i can't why because it's soul draining mm -hmm. each time you tell someone it is like your soul is being sucked out of you is such despair and you have to cover so much information it's horrible to tell somebody if i have to do so um, it's only in a few select situations which brings me to the third group, everyone else. What about everyone else? I haven't told them. I haven't told um, my, I'm thinking of my men's Bible study, uh, my church. Certainly not my work, which is an episode I'm sure that we can cover what are, what are my ideas, concerns, and some suggestions uh, that I've been able to formulate. But that's just not an option right now. And it's strange. I know I'm odd and I'm and I'm unique. Well, I can't share it with anyone else. Uh, I haven't. But here I am on a podcast, telling whomever may listen <laughs> that I, hey, I have Parkinson's and this is what I'm going through. It's very strange, and I haven't figured that out yet. What positive takeaways have come from? Because it sounds like you have some great people in your life. What positive takeaways have come from telling those that you shared this information with about Parkinson's disease and your journey with it? I think it's first a relief that I don't have to hide my symptoms. The people that I've told and know, I don't have to be fake around them. That's a relief and that's so important with the relationship moving forward is, hey, you're going to see these signs for me. It's just the relief, certainly positive. Second is just the encouragement. And I will put up my hands and say, I am a blessed man. I have such an encouraging support group and they're not, they don't have Parkinson's. I'm working on finding a support group, a Parkinson-specific support group. I know that's needed, and I'm not there yet. I'm working towards it. But I have a group that is so encouraging and wants to know what's going on with me and how they can help. The positive is I'm not fighting this alone. As I was saying before uh, we got into this discussion, these are the steps for me. This is the, the positive takes that, that I've experienced. 
however, people may not be there. And going with this disease is definitely tough in life, but having the support group and making them aware certainly seems to bring you some value and help you as you uh, journey along with this uh, disease. That's Daniel's experience with sharing with others in his life about Parkinson's disease. We would love to hear your experiences and your feedback. So, Daniel, once again, how can they contact you? Oh, it's it's easy. It's simply an, an email address. Parkinson's, as Parkinson's is spelled, and me podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear feedback from anyone who wants to share it, anyone who has an idea of, um, you know, how they would like to or like to see uh, the podcast go into. Uh, But most of all, share your experiences. Um, What has been successful for you? With Parkinson's and me, it's not just Daniel, but it's you, the listener. Whether you're in my position, where you know someone of Parkinson's, or you're going through this experience, we welcome your feedback and your experiences. All right, but that wraps up episode three, telling people you know. Brian, thank you so much for your time, your effort, and uh, your direction just guiding this podcast to where we don't get off course. And, of course, sharing Uh, your experience and your feedback of what it was like to be on the recipient side of the news. Thank you so much.